Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining us on Ignite. Y'all are going to enjoy this one. I'm Alex Rambrino, CEO of Cardinal Digital Marketing. We got Rich Riddick, our SVP of Performance Marketing. He's not only extremely good looking, but he's also just as smart. We call him the dual threat. We're so thankful to have you on here, Rich. A lot has happened with digital marketing here this year. I mean, you could say that with any year, but especially with the iOS 14 update, the lack of transparency and data and who's clicking and who's buying and who's becoming a patient. It's changed a lot. Rich, has it changed our creative strategy and mentality and how we go about that to get eyeballs on our stuff? What kind of impact does that have? Yeah, I think back in the early days, everybody kind of reminisces about the early days of digital, right? Where you could just get some ads up on Google and you got instant results and Facebook had such great native audiences and it was such a a sparse marketplace that if you could get half-decent ads on Facebook, you could also get great results. And those days are being eroded. You just have a ton of different advertisers now on all the digital platforms out there. They are far from being emerging platforms anymore. And so the competition is is fierce. And I think what happened in, in the digital world, and especially in the digital agency world, is that a lot of people really hedgehogged into targeting. And they're like, I'm going to find the perfect audience. We're going to segment out the people that went to this page of this website and spent 27 seconds here and downloaded these three things. And that's how I'm going to know that's the perfect warm audience to buy from you. And they kind of ignored the creative side. They kind of ignored the messaging piece. And so now with things like iOS 14, where these audiences have shrunk and they're less accessible, and you're kind of getting this resurgence of, of creative and the need to tell a great story and the need to really engage with your end user and really explain to them how you're different and what your value props are and how you can help them and motivate them to take the next step, which is to engage with your service and product. And so for us, we have a two-part sort of message when we think about marketing through any lens. And it is, if I am your ideal customer, right, and that's the targeting piece, why should I buy from you? And that is the messaging piece. And you should, we should, as your agency, be able to answer both of those questions. I can say who your ideal customer is, and I should be able to communicate to them exactly why they should buy from you. And that that is critical now. Is it always on the agency to know that? Or do we hope that the clients know who their ideal... I mean, they always think it's obvious, but the why should they buy from me? Not so obvious. We just talked about it on an episode about offers, but tell us more about that. Is that where we start? Is that where the client should start, the patient group? Yeah. And again, I think we spoke about this a little bit when we were talking about promos, but I think you know one of the other shifts that we've taken over the last 12 months is to become much more user-centric focused and really as an agency, what we care about is your clients, not, not necessarily our clients. The most important constituents in our success are the clients of our clients, right? and making sure that our clients are giving their clients what they need all the time. And so it's really important that between ourselves and the client, we understand their end uses and what makes them tick, what they need, what they're looking for, what they're seeking clarity on. 
And we know that this is going to change as the patient goes through the patient journey. So at the top of the patient uh, journey, when I'm, when I'm doing my initial research and I'm just trying to understand a symptom or a condition, what I need in terms of messaging and content is going to be very different to when I'm at the bottom of the funnel and I'm looking to book an appointment next week, right? And so we want to make sure that our clients are giving the right information, the pertinent information to their patients at each stage of that journey. And in order to do that, you've really got to understand the user. You've got to understand what questions they're, they're asking at each stage of the journey. You've got to understand what tasks they're trying to complete at each stage of the journey. And then you've got to understand things like what motivates them? What are the frictions and the hurdles that stop them from going any further to get them to the next stage of that journey? So there's whole lot of things that you've got to know about the user in order to talk to them correctly. And we shouldn't just assume, oh, everybody just cares that, you know, I'm the best rated brain surgery place in town. Like that's not enough for more sophisticated end users that have all the information in the world at their fingertips to go looking around in. And they're going to go with people who give them the best information. Okay. Very good. Give us some examples. Low acuity group, like what are the stages? What kind of creative are we serving? Offers, et cetera, so that people understand. Like all of this kind of altruistic, you know, hard to hard for me to compute. I'm sure it is for listeners too. Give us some examples. Some low acuity practices, especially things like dentists or urgent care that is very need-based, you probably don't have this consumer problem, right? Like you're probably going to win that business because you accept their insurance and you're the closest. And maybe you're open on weekends and evenings and you're open when they need you. But for other healthcare providers where there is a bit more research and a bit more consideration that goes in, and I'm going to use behavioral health here as an example, if I'm at the top of the funnel, like let's say that I may have been experiencing symptoms or I've just been diagnosed with a condition and I'm at the very top of the funnel, one of my family members have, what I need to know is very different to when I'm at the bottom of the funnel and I've done all my research, right? Like I'm still, I'm just trying to figure out why I'm feeling these things, why a family member is feeling these things. So what I'm doing is I'm going online and I'm doing an exploratory research around the symptom or the condition. And I'm looking for a trusted advisor to give me some information around those things. Give me a course of action to follow. Help educate me. Help me overcome stigmas that I might have. And it's a very soft sell, very exploratory, we're a thought leader, we're a trusted partner type relationship in terms of messaging and content. But once I've done all of my research and I've, you know, I've gone through evaluation and I've, I've looked at all the competitors in the space, then I just need a very, very transactional message, right? Like we can help you today. So I think mapping out the patient journey and understanding what the consumer needs at each stage of the journey based on putting yourself in their shoes, but also potentially doing some kind of survey, doing some research. You just have to think about it logically. Your best resources tend to be people outside of the marketing team for these things, right? So bring in the people who are on the front lines, bring in the people who work in triage, who are working in patient support, you know, all of these roles where they are actively talking to patients or prospective patients on a day-to-day -day basis answering their questions, right? You should mind that information. Mind the reviews. I can't emphasize this enough when you're trying to come up with messaging. Mind the reviews of your, ex of your current patients or your former patients. See what they're saying about you. 
and and take those those pieces of information and incorporate that into your into your messaging strategy. Yeah, I love it. A key there is to talk to your patients, listen to your patients, help them form all the creative. Let's talk about executing creative. Is the creative that's great just video? Can you do stock video? Is the creative that's great just stock images? Do you need your own imagery? Give us real samples, and then like we'll talk about how we execute that, even without an agency. Creative that's great is creative that brings value to your end user, right? So it doesn't okay. necessarily matter what format it's in. It could be static, it could be carousel, it could be text that could be PPC ad copy, obviously you're limited there to what you can execute. But it's it's something that adds clarity to your consumer. It's something that motivates your end consumer. It's something that clearly conveys your value props to your end consumer, right? And value props can be true differentiation. That's like the ideal value prop. But if you don't have true differentiation from your competitors, it could be at least points of parity. So like, hey, that guy over there is telling you he can do X. Well, guess what? I can also do X and Y. So making sure that you have points of parity that you're conveying. And then where possible, breaking down barriers, right? Like getting rid of friction, getting rid of hurdles. You feel like you can't afford it. You can afford it. Here's how you can afford it. Like that's what messaging should convey, right? Is motivational value props and removing friction and hurdles. Those three things. Now, beyond that, in terms of delivery, there are a couple of things from a digital point of view that you should absolutely take advantage of. And these are things like dynamic ad units, right? So Google and Facebook have both done a big surge to push dynamic units that use algorithmic learning to serve in what they what they describe as the best combination of an ad for each user. So they will take signals on those users that you and I don't have access to, and they'll say, we know what this user cares about. So you've given me five headlines and five description lines and five images. And I know that this image, this headline, and this description, when I combine them into an ad, is the best possible combination for this end user based on their behavioral signal, of which I have millions and and the algorithm has deemed it. So you want to make sure that you're adhering to the marketing principles. But then there are definitely some formats you should take advantage of in order to deliver personalized creative at scale. And that is through these dynamic units. We should do a whole episode just on that dynamic creative. That feels like it's got to be its own thing. It's what you feel like is coming down the pike. Do you need an agency to execute all of this? A lot of in-house teams aren't that big either. I mean, they're not going to have a full-time creative in-house. How can they get this done at scale cost-effectively? without an agency with, you know, small in-house team? Yeah, I think make sure you're going back to basics on your messaging, right? Like actually do a messaging strategy. Figure out what your user wants. Figure out how to differentiate yourself from your competitive set. And then make sure that you are developing assets that deliver on those things. So you could have a messaging strategy deck that involves a patient journey map, that involves a competitive analysis, and provides examples of creative at each stage of the funnel that is formatted for dynamic units that could still be eight to 10 pages long. It doesn't have to be this massive deep portfolio of information. You can be pretty sparse, but the the true thing is, is getting the stakeholders in the room who have the knowledge on the users, have the understanding of what the user is looking for, and that you are telling a compelling story and, and that you are doing it in the right format to really maximize the benefit of some of these channels that you're advertising on. Love it. 
I love it. So you can't get it at, at done at scale cost effectively. It doesn't have to cost a mint. Doing the strategy, it can be fairly low level maintenance. Yeah. I think once you start getting into dynamic units, especially on social, where you need a ton of different assets, and especially if you've got, if it's a more complex sale that requires video, then you may want to think about either an agency or at least a creative shop, creative contractor. Yeah. you with production yeah. um, because ideally you know you're going to be swapping out this creative on a pretty regular basis you know it's not like a hey step forget it let me upload some creative and then drive down the road but you need to be refreshing your creative on a regular basis you ideally should be mining your dynamic units to understand the best performing combinations swapping out the forest performing assets inside of those dynamic units on a regular basis and if you've got a lot of volume, and if you're spending a lot of money, you're going to hit statistical significance pretty quick on those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You may be needing to swap out assets once a month. And All so right. you, you should be prepared for that. But the upside is you will be making strides in your creative performance every month. Yeah, yeah. So much more important. When we started Cardinal 12 years ago, you didn't need all this awesome creative because everyone's creative and website sucks. <laughs> and now it's getting good. And we have a lot less data available, which is weird to say 12 years ago, at least from social. I think the nice thing, though, for marketers is that the tools that are developing around creative development are improving. So things like Promo and Wave are two good tools for producing social video, where they have stock libraries built in. You can access stock video libraries. You can automatically put them in the right size template for your ad unit. You can do overlays. You don't need to know Photoshop. You don't need yeah. to do Adobe Premiere. You don't need to have all these fancy things. You don't need to have a videographer. But that's, again, where the key is, what is the compelling story? Because usually, you can find some decent stock footage that will help you convey a story. The narrative is what's important. Where your benefit and your value comes in is collecting that narrative and making sure that you're you're coming up with a compelling story that the patient is really going to seek value from. It's less around the format of the ad itself. And taking it back full circle to what you said first, it's all about educating the consumer, educating the patient, making them feel comfortable and smarter than the, before they visited your website or saw your ad, right? And I think another thing too in healthcare, at least what I've seen, and especially on the sort of higher acuity end, and especially the behavioral health side, is messaging is an opportunity for you to create empathy. And I think empathy is very important for these patients who are in an uncertain spot in their life. You know, maybe they're they're very scared because they've just found out that they have a condition that could be life-threatening. And so if you can create empathy, that is a huge piece in winning over a, a prospective patient and getting them to trust you and engage with you because ultimately that they are looking for help. It is a cry for help. The brands that can come over more human and more relatable are going to do well. Yeah. Showing your providers, showing happy patients one step in there, getting the offers right, talking to your patients to know what they care about. Also very important, creative, something you have to invest in. Don't do it too cheap. Don't make it look cheap. Don't make it feel cheap because you're not going to get seen. Facebook's algorithm will see that it's not important to anyone and you're going to pay more for every patient than the rest of your competitors. Thank you, Ritz. Really important lessons here on creative and how to develop compelling creative, compelling offers on our previous one. Rich, thanks for joining us on Ignite. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. 
Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.